Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 Hey, what the fuck? Go live, goddammit. Go live. What did it say? It looks like the broadcast was deleted on Facebook. Oh, my God. Are you fucking serious? It looks like we're live on my end. (laughs) (laughs) No! Keep it! (laughs) This is such a goddamn mess. (laughs) <laughs> uh oh okay oh is it live <laughs> it is live i told you <laughs> jesus christ
shit. And we're finally live. We're going to call this the uh, Crossing the Streams train wreck episode, I believe. Because, my God, I don't even know what the fuck, how this all started. Anyway, everyone, welcome to an all-new episode of Crossing the Streams with Cody and Friends. I am Cody, joined by my friend, Paul. Hello. How's it going? You're on the wrong side. I know. Producer Poe, put me on the left side. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, started, Jesus, what are we, an hour? Yeah, we're exactly an hour late, I believe. And, uh, well, our normal producer, Mike, he must have fallen asleep or tripped and fell in his mama's vagina or (laughs) just, like, drowned in his mama's shit or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. I'd love to find out maybe tomorrow or something like that. So tonight we are, are being produced by the ever so lovable Poe, and um, he is half drunk. Uh, we caught him at a party. I don't care if he doesn't want you to know this or not. We 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 got a hold of him. Paul got a hold of him. Told him to get his ass home and produce our episode. And uh, he came home. He was upset. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm sorry. I wish I could just do audio, but yes, I'm fine with whatever you say, Cody. You're the man. All right. Hey, Aaron, uh, how many beers am I holding up? Yeah, you're funny. All right. uh, Love you guys. Have a great show. I love you, too. Get out of my show. Okay. There we go. So, (laughs) goddamn. Now that we're past the explanation, tonight, on tonight's episode, we are discussing Hobo with a Shotgun, which I believe it came out in 2011. I think in May of 2011. Do you... Can you, are you able to correct me on that, or am I right about that, Paul? I th- I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm not good with dates, but I th- it does sound about right. Right. I think it was uh, May of 2011. And then uh, we will also be discussing uh, 1989's Intruder. What's the name of that director? You know, Scott um, Spiegel? Oh, Scott Spiegel, Spiegel, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be discussing those two movies. If you want to call in, uh, 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 no, maybe you can't call in. I don't know if uh, Aaron's sober enough to open up the call. Line. Just join our chat, for Christ's sakes. That's the best we can do tonight, I think. <laughs> so, first of all, Paul, this is my very first show I've ever done with you. This is interesting. I'm new. I'm new. I just, Poe brought me along, and I'm enjoying myself. But, yeah, I'm new to all this, so. Good. That's all right. I mean, I'll pop your cherry for you. <laughs> So before we get into any horror movie talk, I, I did want to ask: Are you a wrestling fan at all? Yes, yes, I am very much. Um, I watch AEW um, a lot more than I used to the, now than I watched WWE. Uh, WWE when I grew I grew up in Georgia, so I was more of a Southern wrestling fan. So we did have USA. I did watch WWE superstars, but it was easier for me to tune on TBS, you know, on Saturdays at six oh five and watch the Saturday you know, night. Yeah. So I was, I'm a WCW NWA as, as a child. And when I got a little older, WWE started to do really well and I liked their style. So I'd watch them both. But now WWE to me seems, they don't suck, but they suck. I, I don't know how to. Yeah. Any other way. You know, that was the best fucking way you could have put it. You're right. They don't suck business wise, but they suck creative wise. Um, right. You know, we're adults. I'm in my mid-30s. You, How old are you, buddy? 50. 
Okay, hey, you look good for 50. You. You, look, you look a lot better than our father does for 50, and he's in our chat room right now. He says that I love popping cherries, and uh, Mahoney, you are right. I love popping cherries. Uh, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with popping a 50-year-old's cherry on uh, podcasts. <laughs> but anyway, um, I see, and I agree with that. Like, for the last – Jesus, I, I'm going to have to be honest. Almost for the last decade, I have been fed up with WWE's way of creative – I mean, they, first of all, let me say, there's nothing wrong with being a PG wrestling product. There isn't, because you you can do it good. Like, I'd I'd argue that Triple H was running a good product on NXT, if you ever watched any of that. You know, he, I think they pushed the PG limit as far as they could, and that show was fucking cool. It didn't have to be TV 14 to be badass. It was, it was just fine the way it is. And you could get adults into it. I was not embarrassed being an NXT fan, but boy, oh boy, for years upon years, I would turn on, uh, you know, WWE raw SmackDown, any of the other shows that they did for a while, main event, anything like that. And it was just an embarrassment to watch. You know, if any of your friends was around, they'd look at you like, why the fuck are you watching this? You know, and, 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 and like you were saying, WWE, um, you can only go so far for PG. But if you look back to when they started to become this global, this global product with WrestleManias in the early days of Hulkamania, they were PG then. So, yes. so it, it's possible to have a good product. But I think going back to PG for a second time, and then just it feels like they refuse here and there. They they hint that maybe they'll go PG thirteen, but then they revert back to being you know a little bit kinder and simpler it's like uh like i can't uh remember what exactly uh year this was but the very first year-long feud between the rock and john cena that was some good shit yes i mean they had some dialogue scenes back and forth some segments some promos that was way past the pg limit and it was good shit i mean that that's what mcmahon likes to say it's such good shit but um, but you're right. They they don't want to teeter out of the the PG realm too much, and it's you know their toy deal that they have. I think with Mattel, I think, or maybe it's another company now. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched WWE in about a year and a half or so. When AEW started to get hot, you know, I was like, you know what? Uh, and, oh, and you know what? The final um, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was them uh, uh reformatting NXT. Then yeah, that, that NXT 2.0, it looks like some kid went in there and drew all the new logos, and it's like, no, that's just Triple H. Everybody through the 90s, because we you know we all had access to the internet, everybody just took a dump on him. Oh, he's burying this guy. He's burying that guy. He wants to be the only guy. Well, he knows wrestling. That's why NXT with him was so good and was beating the the, uh, the 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 Raw and SmackDown product is because Triple H knows wrestling and the fact that they took it away from him. Now I don't know if they took it away from him as punishment because AEW was winning, or if that heart attack is more of the why he's not doing it because of stress and whatnot. But for whatever reason, they should have just left him. You know, if it was because he got beat by AEW, that's not fair. They should still let him run it because he knew how to run the show. I don't think that he. I don't think it was due to AEW because, you know, WWE didn't promote NXT enough. You know, you might see one commercial here and there on a Monday Night Raw episode that was three hours long, you know, maybe here and there. 
uh, and then you had that one year that Survivor Series when NXT was a part of Survivor Series. If you remember hearing about that or seeing anything about it, that was a good Survivor Series show. If, if you didn't yeah. see that one, did you see that one? Um, I think I did see that one. I do. I do. I do think I did. I'm, I'm not sure. Some of these pay-per-views bleed together for me, so I might have seen it. Yeah. It all bleeds together because the WWE doesn't do hardly anything different, you know. But uh, yeah, that's one of those recent pay-per-views that I remember thinking back on. It's like, holy shit, that was actually a good show for what it was. But then that, excuse me, then that was it. They just threw a uh, NXT right back into its own little time slot and didn't, you know, it, they could have took it so much further. They right. could have. They could have let NXT stars stay with the the invasion angle and still wrestle on Raw and SmackDown, and it would have been cooler than just the normal call-up. Like, oh, you're in, you're a SmackDown superstar now, and then it's, we're going to scrub away everything NXT. That, that's not cool. I, I don't fucking like that at all. Yeah, I know. And, and the fact that they um, they bring the, they, they groom these guys over on NXT, they put on great shows, great performances, do great promos, and then they bring them over to Raw or SmackDown, and then they bury him and we never see him again. It's like, you should have just left them in NXT if you're going to waste them. Right. I mean, uh, you know, look at Keith Lee. He's flourishing in, in AEW compared to what they were right. doing. What was he doing? Uh, what did they call him in WWE? Wildcat or something like that? Yeah. Wild, wild, was it Wildcat? Yeah. Wildcat Keith Lee. Yeah. That was so fucking retarded. I hated it. I'll use fact, that word. <laughs> and, the, and the fact that they even wanted Adam Cole to be his manager. And that's why Adam Cole was like, no, I'm going to go sign with AEW. You know, and I pay me a million dollars just to take a microphone and walk with somebody. I'm still, yeah. I can still work. And so that was just so fucking stupid. Like I, it, I it, and you know, and Morgan Wellborn just said in our chat, what the fuck happened to Vince McMahon? He looks like a zombie. Yeah. And he thinks like a zombie too. And, and yet he still wants people to kiss his ass on national television. What, well, I wonder when the fuck that last time that happened, maybe just a couple of years ago. But no, it's just, I get it. They're making really good business still. They're, they're a money-making, well-oiled machine. I get that. But you have to also keep your adult fans enjoying your product as well. Because it's the adults that are going to pay for the pay-per-views. It's the adults that's going to take their stupid little children to the fucking shows. You know? Like, that's just my point of view. So anyway... We're, let's stop talking about depressing companies. Let's talk about a real company for a minute, AEW. Talk to me about some of your favorite aspects of AEW. Well, the first thing that I um, I like is that they were able to convince Martha Hart to do something with Owen. Because when he died, she said, that's it. This, this side of the Owen family is done with wrestling because it took my husband's life. And for whatever reason, AEW convinced her to do the Owen cup and she showed up. So it's like, that was something amazing. Cause I loved Owen Hart and fans should still be able to relish in what he did as a wrestler and not have it shadowed by what happened to him. So I, I like that AEW was able to get her back and involved. That, that was the first thing. And the second thing is they, I never thought anybody would get CM Punk to come back to wrestling. Right. I, I mean, up until that week, well, no, maybe not that week, but, uh, when they had Darby Allen hint, hint at that in this first promo, when he said, even if it was the best in the world, then it was like, what? Like they got CM Punk. And then the way they built it up, but without announcing it, holy shit. 
like that everyone just knew he was going to be there without an announcement or anything outside of a little hint here and AEW is is genius sometimes with how they book things yes and real quick here i want to address as father mahoney in the chat just said uh 2023 mjf and wwe um that's not the comment that i'm addressing producer poe uh, get sober and there you go <laughs> um do you think so do you think mjf would go to wwe um well i read somewhere that he's always wanted to go there but having his friend cody now over there he could mm. do some back room stuff but i just mjf i feel personally is right now the best heel in wrestling period better than roman reigns better i mean he if you gave he doesn't even need someone like Paul Heyman. He could go to the WWE and shine. My two concerns are if he went there, would they use him right? And if they did use him right, would they let him have the freedom to do some of the stuff he does in AEW? That's where I question his change. Because not everything's – I don't think everything with some of the wrestlers is about money. Or Punk would have went back to WWE because Fox was willing to help pay his salary to get him back, and that didn't even work. So I, MJF going, I'm – Part of me says, yeah, he probably will. And the part of me is like, I don't know. Maybe he would, you know, AEW. We, we don't know. A lot can happen. He could be the champ by then. And Tony may be able to pay him more by then. And he may be like, you know what? It's not all about the money. So I'm going to stay here. So it could um, go either way. Is his contract up in 2023? I thought it was 2024. 20, it's 2024. Okay. Father Mahoney, are you more drunk than our producer is tonight or what? what the fuck? I'm just glad our producer woke back up and is now keeping up with the, the comments in the chat. Jesus Christ. But anyway, um, my th theory on what they will do with MJF if he goes to WWE is, do you remember <clears throat> when uh, Triple H first came in the WWE in the mid-90s? They turned him in that uh, British uh, Connecticut blue blood type of character. I think Hunter I said Hurst Helmsley. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, you're right. And I know I talked about this on a past episode, so you probably already heard this, but that is what I truly think they're going to do with him. They're going to give him that that pinky-in-the-air type of gimmick where he doesn't necessarily have to cuss or say controversial things, anything that will go overboard of the PG limit. He'll just be a douchebag like that. Like, I could easily see them filming a segment where he's at a, like, like a, at a, uh, like a five-star restaurant, you know, and, and see, and, and have him like treat the servers like shit, you know, stuff, stuff like that, that you could do in a PG WWE world, but it would still kind of sort of feel like an MJF thing. I, I, that's what I see them doing. Some sort of skit like that and some sort of gimmick for him, just like that. WWE needs to, we can never go back to the way it used to be, but they need to stop relying sometimes so much on writers and let these guys just give them bullet points. No memorizing scripts. Just give them the bullet points like back in the day when the booker would say, bring this up, go out there and have fun. And you you let the wrestler create and do their own thing. Now it is, no, it's all practicing. It's like you look at some of the matches from way back and they didn't practice beforehand. They didn't, you know, back in the day, the locker rooms were separated, heels and faces. So these guys would be the first time they met to, to wrestle would be the first time. So they would have to get, they would have to choreograph the match right there on the spot, and I think that's the kind of thing we need to go back to less practicing and practicing because it just it just I like what is it, I like what they do now. I am not don't don't get me wrong there. I do like it, but I wish it was 
when I sit there and I enjoy what I see, the first thing I'll say to my wife is, I wonder how long it took them to figure that, to get that move right. Back in the day, you didn't have time. If you couldn't do the move, then you had to move on to something else. I miss that. I agree with that. I do see, like in AEW, I see that they fuck that up, fuck them up a move or something. And then, yeah, you're, you're right. They'll try it again. And it's, it's, it is, it's way better just to move on and do something different. Cause then you get the crowd chanting, you fucked up, you fucked up. And I don't know. Maybe they just enjoy playing into that. I have no fucking clue. And MJF, um, he kind of has brought back that kayfabe just a little bit because when he gets on Twitter, he says the rudest things. And you got to sit there and wonder, is this who he really is or is this his character? Cause he says some pretty, you know, weird things on there like some girl was like oh mjf sucks and he tweeted oh is it too late for an abortion so it's like you know i don't know if you know i don't know if this guy is really this way but he at least he brings back the mystery i remember in the in the you know in the 2000s you'd see these guys feuding on raw and then tuesday there'd be a post of them hanging out somewhere together and it's like uh it kills it it does and and also i'm sure you've seen it some of those fan videos of uh, MJF at cons, you know, and he's he treating people like shit that go up to meet him and all that. Man, that's some good ass shit right there. He's feuding with his mother on Twitter. I mean, if you're feuding <laughs> your own mom, it's like that's why he's the heel of heels right now. Right. Jesus Christ. Um, are you uh, annoyed at all? Edge has a new stable. I don't even know about this. Do you know about this? Yeah, he's got that Damian Priest with him. And uh, I can't remember that chick's name. The real butchy looking Rhea Ripley. Rhea She's Ripley? in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're like doing a thing with AJ and AJ's got Finn Balor helping him out. But some people think Finn's going to turn and go with Edge. But Edge has his beard still, but he chopped all his hair. Now he looks like he's a banker again. I'm like, he didn't have to cut his hair to be a cult member. So, so- yeah, it, 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 it seems like a, like, you could say the new brood without the vampire and blood. It's just, it's just a, a real dark, gringy. Now he looks like the brood's accountant. Yes. <laughs> so are they heels? Yes. Okay. It sounded like they were heels for sure. I, you know, I have a couple of friends who always shit talk WWE and, you know, they'll watch AEW with me and all that. But then like every couple of weeks or weeks or so, they'll message me or call me up and they'll say, dude, did you hear about such and such happening on Raw or something? I'm like, I'm like, no, I haven't because I avoid any and all things to do with WWE. I am no no longer interested. I I will admit that when I heard that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to do that segment with uh, Kevin Owens, I did watch that. I didn't watch it live. Um, I was in the middle of jerking at the porn or whatever I was doing at the moment, but I I did watch it later on in the night. And uh, that was, it was fun. Like, I was surprised of how much Austin did. That was kind of sort of a match. It was a street yes. fight match. Um, fuck, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I, he, I know he was padded up because he had that shirt on that was tucked and all that. That's okay. He can be right. padded up all he wants. He can wrap a goddamn air mattress around his body for all I care. If he's out there entertaining me and drinking beers, only 30% of it and letting the rest of it spew all over himself and throwing at the crowd, whatever, just do your stone cold thing. But what about Raven? What? Raven had a good stable back in WCW. Raven's flock. That was Raven. I like Raven. Raven is like, he's, you know, he's doom and gloom and he's quiet, but the guy had a real 
uh, a real mind. He used to be, he used to work in the offices for WWE back in the day. I liked Raven. Raven's flock, you know, that was some good stuff there in WCW. Aaron, Poe, I'm glad you kept this a negative comment on the screen. You, it, it, fucking Morgan just said that Steve Austin's segment was boring. Boring. Morgan, that's why you'll never come on to the A show and ho- co-host this with me, my friend. That's why. I may, might forgive you for that comment someday, but not right now. Oh, w- look at that. We can't hear him again. Yep. <laughs> we can't hear you. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. <laughs> God, this is such a train wreck of an episode. <laughs> All right, we talked a little bit of wrestling and all that. My friend, let's move on to the t- one of the two movies we're going to talk about. Let's start out with Hobo with a Shotgun. My God, <laughs> tell me about h- how you've heard about this movie. I know how I heard about this movie, but tell me about how you heard about the movie and what made you decide to watch it and what your thoughts were when you watched it for the first time. Well, being brutally honest, um, I'm a huge, huge Rutger Hauer fan. Uh, It saddens me to know that he's gone, but I love Rucker Hauer. And back in, back in the day, I used to have a issue with uh, downloading stuff off this website called mega upload. And I came across a message board where I would get these ill gotten gains. And it was a picture of the hobo with a shotgun movie poster. And I'm like, is that Rucker Hauer? And I looked, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, it is. I never heard of it. So I said, I'll download it. I downloaded it. I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've seen in a long time. It, I, I thought the movie was awesome. It's balls to the wall. Yeah, there's not much story. This is one of those kind of movies that's like, here, let's give them like 10 seconds of story and then 27 minutes of death. And it's just like, but you got just enough story that you needed. I, I didn't need a backstory. You can only tell me Peter Parker got bit by a radioactive spider so many times before it's like, okay, skip it. I know this already. They they did it just right where it was just enough information for you to to know all the bad guys and to know the good. And just, yeah. you know, it worked out that I was just going to say, I, I don't think Hobo with a shotgun is lacking in the story, but you're right. It's not anything amazing or fantastical. It, it's just enough to set up the carnage. And that's all you need. And then you have some heartfelt moments between the two uh, protagonists, which I think they're both great. What's his name again? Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. Okay. How did he die? What uh, year? um, 2019. Okay. So not too long ago. No. Is it known how he died? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, when I was researching some stuff today on him, I, that's when I saw, I knew he had died recently, but I wasn't sure until earlier today. And then I was like, okay, he died in 2019. I, I thought it was close, but I just think he died of just regular, you know, old age thing. I'm, you know, I haven't, it wasn't, it was no, you know, people came out and I remember it saying, oh, Rucker Howard passed away, but it didn't go into detail because it was before COVID. So no one was like, oh, so I think it was just, he was just, you know, just his life, his life was done. You know, I don't think it was anything, you know, bad. Yeah. Uh, was Rutger Hauer in Beastmaster 3? That's what Rob just said. Yeah, I do believe he was. He did. He, he's like, he's like Lance Hendrickson, you know, for a while there, he was in everything. If it had a B, if it was a B movie or a cheap sci-fi or something, he was in it. So right. Rutger Hauer has a long list of movies he was in. So I do believe he was in Beastmaster 3. Did, did it happen to say how old he was when he died? 
um, 73, I think he was. Wow. So that's... he's still young, but, you know, he wasn't a, you know, when he did, you know, Hobo the Shotgun, he wasn't a spring chicken anymore. I was just going to say 73. That's not all that old. I mean, it is older, but it's not like, I. Mm, wow. And just to think that's just a couple of years older than what you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking. I'm knocking on heaven's door too. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. Um, man, I, Hobo the Shotgun. What the fuck can you say about this movie? I, okay, so I've sat a few of my friends down over the last several years to watch it. Uh, people who don't like horror movies or gore or because you know it's not a horror movie, but it appeals to horror fans because of the mean spiritedness of the dialogue and the special effects, the violence and all that. So I think it, it caters very well to the horror genre, to the horror fans and all that. But um, when I sit people down and I explain to them like what to expect, I just basically tell them like, look, this is a more extreme version of like escape from New York or escape from LA, but they just show a lot more of the brutality and the hero per se is not, State Pliskin, played by Kurt Russell, it's an, a hobo, right? Played by Rutger Howard. You know, it's 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 different, and you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek. It doesn't take itself serious, but it's very mean spirited with the dialogue. My favorite dialogue is when the cop tells the hooker, "I love the smell of your asshole." You don't know how many bitches I've said that to over the last <laughs> several years. <laughs> so, um. Tell me about some of your favorite scenes and and hobo with a shotgun. You you must have them. Um, I like uh all the scenes with the plague. Those metal suits they wore for I, I'm sure that it's not they just spent, I don't know what the budget was. It could have been too much because they had to pay Rutger and then they had all the special effects because those were some pretty good ones. But those suits they looked heavy. They looked legit. I don't you know they were like. Awesome. And I liked when he was in the casket asking for a cigarette and he could look on the wall and they would put pictures up of people they taken and they put the red line through them. And like Abraham Lincoln's picture was up there and Jesus's picture was up there. I'm like, man, these guys have been around for a long time. <laughs> that is so interesting. I didn't even notice that Abraham Lincoln and Jesus Christ was up on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have fuck me sideways. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it just to look at that part. Because I've seen this movie dozens upon dozens of times, but and I know what part you're talking about, but I never paid attention to what those pictures were of who they were. Yeah, then there's like Joan of Arc. There was a lot of historical people up there, and I was like, okay, that is just. I thought that was cool. I liked a little twist on these guys have been around a long time, so you know that was you know I like that. Um, I did like the scene where he was cutting her neck because that just looks so brutal. I was like, oh, I, you know, you, the first time I saw the movie, I'm like, she ain't going to make it, man. Because, I mean, he was just sawing away at her neck. Like, yeah. And, and you know what? Um, it, obviously, it was a very low-budget movie, but they handled everything to perfection. Like, those special effects, a lot of the special effects in the movie were practical. Most of it, I would say. I would say a good 70-80% of the effects in the movie were practical. Um you know, and the CGI wasn't embarrassing. It, 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 it did not look like they ran out of money for the most part. I, I, I Man, it looked fucking good, honestly. I could put over this movie all night long, honestly. Um, it's, for me, 
honest to God, one of my most favorite scenes in the whole movie was that first wholesome moment you get between the hobo and what's her name? Oh, crap. Abby. Abby. Yes. Abby. Yes. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what the actress's name is, but uh, Abby. And uh, that whole wholesome moment where he's explaining to her about the bear and, and just why you don't attack a bear. Like that was you, we needed that in this movie because it was that wholesome moment that was surrounded by nothing but pure carnage and offensive material and just all that stuff. Like I, so I really like that scene a lot. Yeah, that was a um, good scene. A another scene I, I like is when uh, he uh, went into the store to get the lawnmower, which uh, then the, the, the thieves or whatever you want to call them with the masks came in and you know this guy just kill the baby kill the fucking baby you know that's what i'd be saying too if i was in yeah. that <laughs> um but that and then that triggers that whole montage scene where he's going around cleaning up the town and i love that i love montage i don't know if that's the right word to call it but you know what i mean the montage yes. scene. i yes. love scenes like that it was just so fucking good yeah, and then when you mentioned that bear scene, which made it see, which made that scene even better, was later she actually put a picture of a bear in that frame, and then when they were going to leave, he says, "Don't take all this crap. Just take what's important to you." And she grabbed yes. that picture frame. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, this movie has so much attention to detail, and just it's it, goddamn uh, it. The no, movie. no, no, no. Go ahead. I, I didn't want to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know, Molly Dunsworth is the actress you're referring to. And then she was also in some trailer park boy stuff, which, you know, one of the main characters was in trailer park boys. Yes, well, her, da her dad is John Dunsworth. The woman who did the set decorations for hobo with a shotgun is Sarah Dunsworth. She was on trailer park boys with her father. And then the guy at the beginning who got killed in the sewer, that yeah. was Ricky from trailer park boys. This whole thing was filmed in Nova Scotia. So, it, it, that's where their link is. It was like a little five degrees of separation for Trailer Park Boys, but yeah, it's Dunsworth is the what's her name? I, I, I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to help Cody. That's all. I'm just trying to help. Hey, drink, drink another beer, Aaron. Do us a favor. Okay? I, I'm in the middle of one. I'm hey, telling you. By the way, get back in here, goddamn it! Sent your microphone. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you were you trolling when you opened up the phone lines? Or is the phone lines actually opened? No, I was just trolling. I'm just being. Get the I'm just fuck being out. Get the fuck out of here! Get Look, out. I, I will. I, I, I'm just trying to help. If you want me to help, just tell me. All right. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thank you. Get the fuck out of here, please. All right. Bye bye. Here, okay. There, you helped by leaving. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, because like I said, it, this movie out of any movie I've in my entire life is the one that I like to sit my friends down who don't watch this shit to watch this. Um, and my one friend, I have a friend. Uh, her name's Kelsey. She comes over uh, usually on Valentine's Day to hang out every year because her husband is at work. And yes, he knows that she hangs out with me. It's not like that. <laughs> But we always, I always pick a wild movie for her to watch uh, each and every year. Um, I've shown her a couple of trauma movies in the past and whatnot. And, you know, this year it was uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. And uh, that was the first thing she said when the beginning started and the Drake's brother, uh, you know, got beheaded. She's like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from Trailer. I was like, okay, I've never watched that. I'm sure it's a great show. I've just never seen it. Um, man, I it, it's like... 
I think the first time I heard about this movie, because I was a big fan of that Grindhouse theatrical film with Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino directing. And what was it? Machete was one of the fake trailers. And I think one of the other fake trailers, I think, was Hobo with a Shotgun. And then they made both of these movies and the feature length films. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that in the chat, but I think there was a, I, I should have researched this, but I like kind of just spit, spitball and shit like this. And then people correct me, but uh, I think there was a fake trailer for Hobo with a shotgun, but it had a different actor. I think Rutger yeah. Howard was not in the trailer. No, I think you're right. Cause I, the, I, I do remember something like that. The two that stick out the most from that was the one that you said, the, uh, the machete and then the she wolves of the SS or whatever it was, the one Rob Zombie did. That one I remember. But I I think there I think you're right. I think there was a hobo with a shotgun trailer in that movie. I definitely think there was. Some someone let us know in the chat if you know. Um and I swear to God, Morgan Wellborn, if you say it, it's boring, I'll uh I'll be upset and cry. I'll cry. Anyway. Um what else can we say about Hobo with a shotgun? It, it's a perfect length. It's not too long, not too short. It, this is what I wanted to ask you. If there was anything that you would change about the movie, anything at all, what would it be? Um, I probably would have... I know it brought more drama to it, but I kind of would have liked to have shown them somewhere cutting grass together. I would have liked for him to have lived, you know, they could have been scarred up. She could have had, you know, a little hook on her hand or whatever, but I would have liked to have seen at least them both be happy. You know, all we know is he's dead and she's, you know, got a, a bone spur sticking out. And it's like, it's like, I wish I could, I wish they would have gave them that happy ending. Cause all the crap they went through, come on, give them a happy ending. That's the only thing I would have changed. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I do think that if there's one flaw that I have in this movie, it's that very rushed ending. Everyone dies and boom credits roll with her screaming in the background. Right. Um, I did read before that they either shot or was going to shoot an alternate ending where it showed her becoming a part of the plague because that one plague member did say that because she killed that one other plague member that she had to take his place. So I did hear that that was an alternate ending that they were going to do. Yeah, if they hadn't done a happy ending and had done that ending, I would have been happy with that ending because at least it had a you know connection there. Like you said, just having her screaming and showing the ground, I was like, eh, a little disconnect there with the end. It, but yeah, but it was still. I mean, I'm not gonna let it ruin the movie for me, but it just, I think it could have been a little better. It Morgan's comment would have been funny if he would have just ended it with, but I know it was boring. <laughs> Um, yeah, Morgan, watch it again. It's worth the watch for sure. Um, I think for me, like I said, the ending, yeah, the ending is pretty rushed. Um, I would have also fleshed out the plague just a little bit more somehow. Maybe, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's the mystique around them is cool. Um, but I don't know if I would have waited all the way to, but I know it was born. There you go. Thank you for that. I, I, now this episode is complete. Um, <laughs> I uh, I just think that, you know, maybe – would there have been a way for them to introduce them a little bit earlier in the movie? Like maybe right after Slick died or something? Like I don't know. I, I, I don't know if like I consider that a flaw, but maybe just 
something they could have like rearranged just a little bit differently. I don't yeah. know. The the plague should uh, get their own movie. I mean, I think that would be interesting because they were such mysterious characters. And then with the addition of those pictures on the wall, it just makes them even more mysterious. Yeah, for sure. And then what the fuck were they battling? That little squid monster? Like, like what the yeah. fuck? So they ate something out of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft going on in the back. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it, it was so, I was like, well, yeah, I didn't, that was like mysterious. That was, that was really mysterious. Uh, are you put off by horror movies with, um, Debbie Downer endings or would you prefer happier endings in horror movies or, or do you just not really care that much? If, if a director or a writer wants me to be invested emotionally, which I think that's what they were going for with those two characters. I want to have a little bit of a better ending. You know, I want to see, you know, give me something. If it's just your typical, you know, Jason, something kind of horror slasher where I don't care about anybody, but the killer, then I don't care how it ends. It's because I know there's going to be 20 sequels, so I don't care how it ends. But they, they wanted me invested in those two characters. So show them, you know, doing something, her becoming the plague or them working, you know, out together finally, you know, with a father-daughter relationship. Show me something. That That's my, that's, you know, that, like, that's the second thing I would change. I would have not had the hobo kill that guy. I would have had his son do it because when he shot his son, it looked like he shot him here. He could have still been alive over there. Yeah. It would have been better if his son had came out and shot his father. That would have been a, another thing that I would have changed. I would have yeah. liked to have seen him get revenge. That was That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. Every time I watch it, I think, like, you shot that motherfucker in the, in the shoulder. Like, Abby survived getting half her fucking neck sawed off. But that motherfucker can't survive, uh, you know, a fucking uh, uh, a shot to the shoulder? Like, no. I, they they had to have done that on purpose to set up some sort of spinoff or sequel. They just never got to it. That's um, was- yeah, no, I, I didn't have another thought. I just, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I think we uh, I think we covered some pretty good points about this movie um, real quick before we go on to the next film. I just wanted to, you know, because it's always in my mind. I'm sure you heard me say it a dozen times in past episodes, but my favorite movie of all time still is Army of Darkness. And I always have debates with people like John Rhodes and a few other people from the Rabbit and Red crew about what version is best. I prefer the theatrical version. And that it, it, it has a lot to do with, I like that it has a short run time. It's a tighter made movie. The, there's better one-liners in it. I think that the final battle scene is tightened up better and it has the, the uplifting hail to the King ending. And, you know, you have so many people say, well, the, the, the ending where he uh, slept too long, that makes more sense. And yes, I understand that makes more sense to the whole franchise, but God damn it. It's such a Debbie Downer ending to an otherwise fun, loving movie for the most part. Yeah, I prefer the theatrical also. I mean, of course, as a fan of the Evil Dead movies, I have all the versions, different versions of it, but I do prefer sometimes less is better, in my opinion, when it comes to movies. You don't always have to give me the director's cut or this. If it makes a big difference, I'm sure I'll watch it, but I prefer sometimes to see the original, like Apocalypse Now. That was a fine movie. And then when they did that director's cut, they put too much back into it. And it's like, ugh. so sometimes it's best just to leave it alone. It, 
it's not quite the same caliber of an example that you just gave, but earlier you mentioned Rob Zombie. I don't like Rob Zombie's unrated versions of Halloween 1 and 2. The four the ones that he made. I liked the first Halloween he did. Um, I didn't like the second one. I mean, I like Rob Zombie movies, and I get a lot of shit from people for that because they're like, how can you like his crap? It's just him and his wife all the time. I get that, but I still like the movies. But I did I like Halloween too because he went too he went too far off the off the rails on that one. Uh, can I can I uh, say something real quick, Cody? As long as, as long as you don't slur your words too much, my friend. No, no, I won't. No, no, I, I wanted to mention on Hobo with a Shotgun they had uh, they had uh, fake trailers and um, Billy Pawn, the director of Circus of the Dead made a trailer called Mr. Fister and it was uh, featured in that movie and it's freaking hilarious. Uh, I guess they were in a drive-in or something, but Billy Pollen is a, a really good friend. I mean, I, I, I followed him on, uh, I, I guess we're friends on Facebook and everything, but I have Circus of the Dead and uh, that's also a great movie. I, I just wanted to shout out Billy because he did a fantastic job, and it kind of led to what he was doing now. Awesome. So, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to say that. That's it. I, I just want to shout out Billy because his trailer made it on that film. <laughs> Wait. It, it, did I misunderstand something? Did, um, there's fake trailers in Hobo with a Shotgun? I, I think so. Is it is it before all the stuff in Hobo and the shotgun, with a shotgun, or is it... He's fucking drunk. No, <laughs> is it before? No, but his his uh, the trailer for Mister Fister is in there somewhere. I I mean maybe it made it. It made it to that film. I'm, I'm gonna telling be, you. Be honest. I don't own a physical copy of Hobo with a Shotgun. I okay. own it on Voodoo Digital, so they might have cut that out of the digital release. Maybe. Well, that 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 kind of. That was in the film, I believe, and then it kind of, you know, Billy is a independent filmmaker, so that trailer would made it in that uh, hobo with a shotgun. I guess they went out and they asked people to make fake trailers, so he did so, and now he has his own movie called Circus of the Dead, and of course he has some other stuff going on. Uh, hopefully, it comes uh, to light sometime. Yeah. Well, but uh, I think he's I working watched, on something called Cowboys from Hell. But go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Well, I watched it on HBO Max today so I could get refreshed on it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to come in here and be like, oh, I don't remember that. So I, I refreshed and watched it today. And I don't remember. There was no trailers there. But that whole scene where they broke the kid's arm and the women are there and he, they were making people snort. the yeah. There might have been that trailer might have been playing on one of the monitors in that arcade <sighs> In that arcade in uh, Hobo with a Shotgun, it, it, it could have arcade games and the monitors. It might have been playing because it, it uh, could have been. But I, I'm thinking it was kind of like uh, you know what Grindhouse did with Tarantino and Rodriguez. I I think that it. But look up the 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 trailer for Mister Fister. It's hilarious. I love it, and hopefully it becomes a movie. But I, I just wanted to shout uh, Billy Pond out because he's an awesome guy. Yeah, for so, sure. So. Uh, 
Yeah, I bought his movie from him, and not only did he send me a copy of the movie, but he signed another co- a sleeve of the movie. He signed. He I got. He signed two things for me. He he's me fantastic. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He, if you ever, and anybody out there listening, if you ever go to a a, a horror convention or something, and Billy Pond is there, uh, I mean, first class, dude. He'll sign anything. He'll take pictures with you. Fantastic guy. So. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll let y'all to it. I'm sorry, I had to interject because I know him. <laughs> so. Not fine by me. All right. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, you little cripple. <laughs> anyway, um, a little side bonus thing right here. I, I I will admit I haven't watched it in years, but uh, do do you like Grindhouse? Yes, yes, I like. I like all that stuff. I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant the movie uh, Grindhouse by yeah, Quentin Tarantino. And I, I have the I have the long cut on DVD in, in the other room. It's uh, it's got everything, both movies and all the trailers. Um, it's it was an import I got from somewhere, and it's got everything. It's like three hours running time because of the, the movies and all the stuff. And it's like I cherish it. It's like I'm not letting that leave my. You know, I may have them put that in the, my casket with me. Because it's hard to find the Grindhouse copy. You can always find the, the two movies separately. But yeah. with all the trailers, it was rare. So I'm like, nope, this is... Yeah, I love the Grindhouse movie. I thought Damn. It, was, it was it was really good. And and and, and yeah, um, just like Morgan just said that he loves Planet Terror. I guess that's one of the very few movies that's not boring to him. But yeah, I out of the two, it's Planet Terror for me. I... I love that movie. Like, I don't know what else, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but that is a very fun movie. What's her name? Is it Rose McGowan? Rose McGowan. Yeah. Okay. I said it right. All right. Yeah. She does a fantastic job in that movie and everyone else does too. Tom Savini has a good death scene. If I remember correctly, Uh, Bruce Willis is in it. Jesus. (laughs) I'm going to have to rewatch planet terror. I, I think I have the single movie on somewhere uh but yeah i at one point i think back in the 2000s i do think there was a u.s release of the whole grindhouse feature for a little while but then it it came it went out of print after so long yeah i don't know why they don't sell it like that i don't know if it's licensing issues with all the other directors with their trailers or whatnot um i i I mean miramax doesn't exist anymore so it could be complicated now so we may never see it that's why i won't get rid of it by the way Another little side question before we're going to go into Intruder here just in a couple of minutes. But, uh, you know, the whole uh, what's his name? Harvey Weinstein, who did all the perverted, terrible, ugly shit. The, all the stuff that he's produced are, uh, you know, because there's some people out there like, oh, I won't watch any of those movies or fuck those movies now because he was a part of them. What do you think about that? Like, y- you don't dislike movies just because he was a part of it at one point well you aaron stop doing that we don't <laughs> jesus christ thank god that was the last one and yes rose mcsexy i completely agree with that anyway i'm one of those weird people i guess maybe it's because of my age but i don't care if you're an actor or a producer or a director and you make movies produce movies write them act in them and you entertain me that's all i care about if you want to go shoot babies Fine, go shoot babies. I'm still going to watch your movies. I don't care. Your personal life is not my business. If I cared about everybody's personal life, I probably couldn't go to the grocery store because there's something the cashier's done that I won't that I won't approve of. I'm sure my the bank lady has done something I don't approve of. I can't. 
I got to worry about myself. I don't want to worry about anybody else. If the movie is entertaining, I'll watch it. I cannot stand the ever see per interviews or anything of Jodie Foster. Don't like the lady. Think she's terrible. But I've enjoyed almost every movie she's made. And I'll still watch her movies. I don't care. I, I just, you do your job. I'll do my job and buy your movies and watch your movies. And we'll just leave it at that. I don't care. Yeah, shame on him for what he did, but it's not going to make me not watch these movies. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I oh my God, I, I, I feel the exact same way. You know, it's kind of like going back to wrestling for a moment. It's like old school Chris Benoit matches. Yes, he did some terrible ass shit, but I still love watching his matches from WCW and from WWE. Like, I, 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 you're right. I don't fucking care what these people do in their personal lives. I don't know them. They're just there to entertain me. It sucks what happened to the people who were the victims of this person, that person, whatever. But you know what? No sweat off my nutsack. Just let right. me buy the product. <laughs> anyway, we got off on stuff. We got sidetracked a little bit there. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Unless you had any other thoughts. I will say this for a, a, a movie that was low budget, but had great effects. That Technicolor they were using, it was beautiful. When that train came in, everything was bright and red and green and colorful. I mean, that that movie stands out. Uh, Hobo the Shotgun, it stands out. It's the, I think it's a beautiful movie. I know a lot of people don't say that much anymore, but I visually, it's very beautiful. And I'm not talking about all the beautiful kills. It's just the cinematography and the whole thing. Who these guys? This was it's a it's not the perfect movie, but it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect looking movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, and real quick, uh, now I just remembered. I try to show my one friend the movie, and she's one of those people like, "Oh my god, don't kill children in movies! I can't handle it." So the bus scene where he burned all those kids alive, she got fucking pissed, and she's like, "What am I watching right now, God? You gotta show me this shit, you know?" And it's like, I almost punched her. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up and watch the movie, you know? But uh, yeah, you're right. Beautiful looking movie. Uh, could have had a better ending. I I will give it. Uh, it's a four and a half out of five for me. I'd give it four. It's 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 a good movie. The, the ending the ending depresses me because they could have gave us more. But I give it four. It's a it was it's a it's not just about the gore and the violence. There's you know the relationship with the him and her play is the biggest part, and it's just it it's more than just a gory movie. There there is meaning to this film. I know a lot of films come out and they just want to how much can we gross people out and how gross can we make it? And they did that with this one, but somebody who wrote it was like, well, let, let me give him something interesting to go along with the gore. And that's why I like the film. Yep, for sure. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, perfect bow at the end of the uh, hobo with a shotgun uh, topic. So let's go on to intruder 1989. Scott Spiegel directed man has Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, Bruce Campbell has a uh, cameo at the end. Who else is in this movie that I can't think of? You know, um, the one cashier, the one who bit it the first time. Her name's Renee Estevez. She is Martin Sheen's daughter. Oh, she played his secretary, secretary in the West Wing. So she had a lot of spots on the West Wing. But yeah, Renee Estevez is Martin Sheen's daughter. So okay. she's in this movie. The two cops that came in the first time. It's, here, let me give you my card. Oh wait, that's not my card. It, Those guys were in Green Acres back in the day. Um, and, of course, Bruce Campbell. And the cop that came with Bruce Campbell was the director, Scott. So it had a lot of cameos. And, obviously, 
the crazy guy was, uh, you know, the guy from Evil Dead 2. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One second here. I just saw uh, it just popped up on our screen. Michael J. will be with us soon. Is he awake? Is he alive? Yes, he is alive. I got a hold of him. Uh huh. And said, hey, wake your ass up. You missed out and you fucked up the show. Yeah. So he will uh, be with us momentarily. And I told him, I am your backup. You need to fucking give me a goddamn heads up if you're not going to be able to make it and fall asleep in your stupid chair, you stupid idiot. It, and then he it, said, uh, 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 oh, I just, uh, I just woke up uh, and I'm stupid and I'm, uh, wait, 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 I'm sorry. And I, I just woke up. <laughs> oh my God. You do a way better. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> And I and said, I, and I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. I think I think Robert and Rich should be three <laughs> hours long. And I think I think Aaron Poe should uh, should direct, host, produce eight shows, eight days a week. And I think I should back the fuck off. And, 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 and I could sit on my on my crippled ass and uh uh not. And not do anything, and I could just watch the shows. Wait, is he is he gonna be in our chat, or is he gonna call? No, in? he's gonna take over for me because uh, unfortunately I do have to work. But I would because I love both of you so much. I would stay up till fucking two o'clock and do this show, but then uh, I would lose out. But it's I woke right. his dumb ass up and called him like fifty fucking times and left him one goddamn voicemail. So yes. He will be a part of this. He has to do something. And I said, wipe the sleep out of your eyes and wake the fuck up. Is he going to be able to seamlessly, <laughs> is he gonna be able to seamlessly come in and, and you leave without the broadcast ending? Uh, yes, because uh, I'm part of all of this. So if I leave, he can still do everything. Okay. All right. So it's all it's all good. I don't I don't, I really, you know, uh, like I said, I, I got a hold of him finally. You tell him that when he gets in here, uh, <laughs> come on, no, come on to the fucking show and explain himself. No, oh, no, right? He wants to. He's got to come on and fucking. He is. Him. He is going to have to explain himself to to two gentlemen that were ready at the helm. Okay, and he wanted to take a snooze, which is fine. But give give your give your right hand. Or left hand, whatever hand I am, a heads up. Give, what give, is it? Hold on, hold on. He's. I'm here. If you want to leave, I'll pop in. And if you shut up and just <laughs> fucking show up. Hey, instead, I'm here. Instead of calling you his right hand man, can we just call you his left nut? You're his I, left I guess. Nut. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the left nut. I don't give a shit. Just give me a heads up. I'm I'm at a bar. I'm hanging out. Having a Sunday fucking impromptu thing, watching my co-host Tyree play fiddle, and there was a circle of fucking guitar playing and everything, and and then I get a text uh, from from my good friend Paul. And he's like, "What the fuck? Like, what what's going on here?" And fucking idiot is asleep. <laughs> so, so I said, "I'll be there in fifteen minutes. I got you, cowboy. I'll be right there." And here I am. You mean cowboys? It's plural because it's a two-man show tonight. Well, I was just talking to him. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't talking to you. 
<laughs> I, I would say Cowboys. Can, but I, you know what? can I saddle up too? Yes, you can. Uh, you can saddle up anytime, Corporal Cody. You know I love you. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's he's coming aboard uh, once he wipes his ass, wipes his face, whatever the fuck he has to do to get in here uh, and right do his wipes, job. Wait, wait after he wipes his mama's ass again. <laughs> uh, Morgan Wellborg, you just calm your ass down. <laughs> hey, Morgan, Morgan, if this is getting too boring for you, go find a better show to watch. Eh? <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? The off the screen. <laughs> I will say, Morgan, we love you and uh, congrats on all the awesomeness that is happening for you, sir, with your uh, crowdfunding for Helvira. Yeah, I, I was going to share it, but I read the crowdfunding campaign and it sounds boring to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm kidding. God. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hold on, I, I gotta show you this. Boring. I would not ever call anyone's crowdfunding boring in a serious manner. No, we we love everybody a part of this. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, uh, fuck not. will be on in a minute. All right. Well, me and Paul will get back to our intruder conversation. Yeah, and, yeah, yes, uh, yes. Tell uh, him to break on in, Mike. Break on in our conversation as, as soon as you're here. We got to talk. Uh, oh no, we're we're gonna skewer his ass for this one. For more info, visit visit my my station that I can't even fucking be a part. The, the most watched episode on my network was an episode I didn't even really want to do in the first place. Wait, I wouldn't talk into it. Wait, wait. I, I, uh, I, I fell asleep in my, I fell asleep in my chair. And I don't know why. I, 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 I was masturbating to midget porn. And I, I, I came and then I fell asleep. And I'm sorry, Cody. I'm sorry, Cripple Cody. <laughs> I, I bet you he fell asleep in his mama's bed. Probably. <laughs> He probably was in the middle of dumping the bedpan and he just fell <laughs> over the next one. <laughs> <That face> first. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, right. Bob. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Paul. All right. Well, I'm out of here. I, enough of the fucking bullshit. Damn it. It's, <laughs> it's taken us about as long to get to the intruder topic as it does the intruder to get to the kill scenes, right? <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. Paul, uh, my apologies for Aaron's fucking <laughs> ass and my immature ass. Let's, uh, you were talking about the officers from Intruder. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the two older ones used to be, they were characters on, they were actors on Green, Green Acres. And then the police officers at the end, as you know, one was Bruce Campbell. And I was wrong. The other one was the producer, Lawrence Bender. The guy who delivered the bread that got killed. That was the, that was the director of the movie. Oh, that was the actual director? Yeah, he was the bread delivery guy, yeah. Wow, he's young. He was yes. young when he directed. Yes. Holy shit. Well, I think I I think I read that the director of that of Intruder went to the same uh, uh film school with Bruce and all them. He wasn't a part of the Evil Dead stuff, but I think that's why the Raimis and them came and did the movie with, for him and with them. It's cuz they all went to school together. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that's great. Um, 
So for Hobo with a Shotgun, I'll let you go first on how how you got originally introduced to the movie and what your initial thoughts were and all that. I'm going to go first this time for Intruder. Um, back, shit, I don't know how many years ago it was, but uh, when Full Moon uh, launched her streaming service, I can't remember what it's called because I unsubscribed, but uh, I, I subscribed there for a little while. I think it was just like Full Moon streaming or something like that. They had this awesome... Um, promotion at the time where if you signed up for three months in advance you could get three full moon dvds or blu-rays so i did that and i was like hell yeah like i um i'm a big fan of puppet master 2 i i think that i like puppet master 2 and 3 um you know i i like all the puppet masters to be completely honest and real quick i really like the littlest reich i don't know if you've seen that one but i really like yeah. that movie as well uh, we'll we'll get into Puppet Master on another episode, but um, I was uh, a member of Full Moon Streaming, whatever it was called, for a while. I was checking out a lot of different movies and shit. I was for a while there. I was watching just about everything they were uploading to their service, and they uploaded Intruder up on their service, and I didn't know what the fuck I was in for. So I turned it on. It was a at that time a rough looking cut of the film, but thank Christ it was the uncut, uncensored version of the film. And uh, I, I personally don't get bored with slow movies, so I didn't have a problem with how long it took. I actually like it when movies take a while because it's like, okay, you're giving me more time to care about the characters. You know, even though it's silly, and it is, Intruder is a cheesy-ass film, but in a good way, I think. Um, it gave me that extra time to kind of care. Um, and, you know, they gave you your red harrowing, uh, herring, I guess you could call him, the, the boy, the jealous boyfriend who tried to force himself on that girl. Um, obviously, anyone's going to know that what that wasn't that he wasn't the killer that watches the movie. But uh, yeah, and then and then the carnage starts and it's like, holy shit, the special effects in this movie are off the wall. Like I was not expecting most of the kill scenes to be what it was. Yeah, they had really good. That Greg Nicotero is one of the special effects guys. They he's always done a good solid job. Those special effects were the last thing this for me, the special effects were better than the movie. I mean, so but yeah, they were extremely well put together. Have you have you ever watched a trailer for the movie? No, I had never uh, I had never seen it until I had Shudder. And then I put it on my watch list, but kept procrastinating because I was watching other stuff. And then when you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, that's when you said, hey, can you watch this? I'm like, oh, the grocery store. Yeah, I'll watch it. So I wanted to anyway. So you gave me a reason to watch it. So this was the first time I had seen it. Oh, wow. And yeah. So th this one, this one passed me by back in the back in the 80s and 90s. Horror movies were on VHS. They were coming out left and right. It's sometimes I'll watch a movie now and I'll be like, I think I saw this before. And then by the time the movie gets to the middle, I'll be like, yeah, I did see this. But the intruder yeah. was one I had never, I had never seen it. This was the, that's we was rewatching it today. We're watching to hobo with a shotgun today. And then I started that one. I was like, I have never seen this one before. So it was my first time. Wow. That is amazing. Um, so just to give you a little bit of a background, there are, there is an R rated version of intruder it cuts out everything. Like there's, you can, I mean, without minus the language and there's, I don't think there's any nudity in this movie. Is there? No. I, I don't think, no. Yeah. So if you cut out the language, you could have almost turned in, turned this movie into a PG 13 for the R rated version because all the death scenes just cut away and the, and the R rated version. The so, reason, I'm a, so I'm assuming the version I watched on shutter is the uncut version. 
Yes. And what's okay. interesting about what's interesting about that is a few years ago when Shutter first put Intruder on their service, they had the R-rated version. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know if they just didn't have the license to have the uncut version on. I don't know why, because Shutter, I think, launched in 2015, I think. And I feel like they put Intruder originally under service either in 2016 or 2017. So it was still in their beta days, still in their early okay. days. I'd say Shudder's pretty a respectable, pretty respectable service now for horror fans. Almost everybody knows what Shudder is. Yeah, I like it better. I before I got Shudder, I had Screenbox, but I didn't like what Screenbox had. It was all it was I don't have a problem with indie horror films and cheesy horror films and crappy horror films, but they had way too many. They didn't have anything, you know, and Shudder has that nice combination of good classic, so you know, so uh, uh, so is right uh, better. Morgan, to answer your question, it came out the the boring year. Yeah, yeah, it came out in 1989, I believe. Right? Yeah, I think it was 89. Yeah. Um, real quick, little side uh topic here because I did say originally that we were gonna talk about this anyway. Horror streaming services. You you just said that you didn't really like Screenbox too much. Um, for me, it's depends on the time period. Sometimes Shutter has some bangers, and to me, honestly, I see. I'm a lot more forgiving when it comes to these shit-tastic B-movies that Screenbox has. I actually like a lot of them. So a lot of times I can turn on something random on Screenbox and there's going to be like a 70-30 chance that I might like it. You know what I mean? So I like Screenbox. I like what it offers. But you're right. It's totally different. It's a, it's a totally different beast than what Shudder is for sure. But at least Shudder and Screenbox, the one thing they do have in common is they're not trying to price gouge us. It's not too expensive. Some of these services are so expensive, like Netflix. You got to, you know, cost you an arm and a leg to stream on Netflix. And Netflix is the only ones around who still charge extra if you want to see stuff in 4K. So it's like everybody else gives it to you for free. It's like, here's Netflix. We got to pay $20 for four devices and 4K. It's like, what? So, but at least Screenbox, I pay yearly for Shutter. So paying yearly... I save a lot of money, so it's more. They're more economical than yeah. some of the other services. Well, for one, I haven't. I unsubscribed to Netflix over a year ago. I think uh, I can't stand it. There's nothing on it for me, and I'm not bashing. You know, all the high caliber, high budgeted stuff that Hollywood makes, or even what Netflix makes. But uh, it's just not for me. I, I don't like the majority. I don't watch Stranger Things because I'm not a fan of TV shows or movies with kids in it. I'm not a kid person. So anything that stars kids, I'm not going to be into for the most part, with the exception of Psycho Goreman. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. <laughs> you watched that one? I haven't watched that one yet, but every I've heard you guys talk about it. Post talked about it. Makes me really want to see it. You got to watch it. It's so worth the watch, man. I won't get into all of it again because you watched that episode already. But yeah, definitely watch it. But uh, yeah, I don't, um, I'm not, I'm just not in the Netflix originals. I, and even the Netflix originals that I do watch are just meh to me. They're just okay. So it's like, all right, like, what is it up to? 16 bucks an hour, uh, an hour, 16 bucks a month now or something like that. I with, can't do that. With, with the highest tier with tax, it's like $22. Yep. No, thanks. Yeah, Morgan, I'm saying that Netflix is boring to me. Mm hmm. Yeah, I wanted to say Netflix went up quite a bit on us, 
And there's quite a few shows that I watch on it, but I think the reason is, is because they have all these original things coming out. And I agree with Paul, like, uh, you know, going with shutter for the yearly thing is a lot better. Like it's a lot, a lot more cost efficient, but then you also have Paramount plus you have like, you, you just have so much out there. And Screenbox, I got it because of you, Cripple Cody, because I wanted to watch Freddy's Nightmares. Did you and watch then, it? Yes, I did. And and we'll, we'll get into that later. But fucking Tubi has it now. Yes, I know. I, and, it, and it pissed me off. I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I paid for, and I still pay for Screenbox. It's not much. What is it, like five something? It, well, for me in my state, there's no tax for Screenbox. So it's five, It's four ninety nine for me. Here. Well, uh, yeah, for me, unfortunately, it's a little bit more. But, I mean, it, it's not too bad. But these these streaming services need to understand, if you're going to, like, like Troma Now. I love Troma Now, right? But then it's on Tubi. Half mm-hmm. of their movies. And then also fucking uh, uh, goddamn Charles Band shit is all over Tubi. Yeah. So why am I going to pay for Full Moon Features app when I can watch it on fucking Tubi? Oh, well, it's like two commercials and I can watch the fucking movie. So what's the deal here? Like, what are y'all trying to do? And during the commercials, you can either pass out real quick or cut your couch open looking for the keys again, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's enough time. <laughs> <laughs> Or, 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 or fucking fall asleep before, you know, a, a broadcast that is part of your fucking network. Before you go, I do have one recommendation for you. On yeah, screen. yeah, go ahead. Have it? You said you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. I still have it. Check out a movie called Cannibals and Carpet Fitters on Screenbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... um. I think it's a British director that did that, and I am actually friends with him on Facebook. So yeah, I need—I really do need to check that out. It's a fantastic movie. I, it, like I said, it's one of those that I just randomly seen, and I was like, "Whoa, what's this?" And it, man, I don't want to give it away, but it is very entertaining. <laughs> Please watch it. <laughs> well, I, I will definitely uh, on your recommendation. I definitely will watch it. So I, I just wanted to throw my two cents in on this stupid streaming bullshit. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely, Shutter is the better of them, and they have exclusives, and they don't charge extra like fucking Netflix. So fuck Netflix. Okay. Cool. So. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and now, and now for years, Netflix, no ads. I'll never do ads. We'll never do ads. We'll never do ads. So what do they do? Now they're going to create a lower tier with ads. So Netflix, they're just full of shit. Yeah. I mean, that's how big companies are. They'll go back on anything and everything, right? Um, but yeah, Shutter or Screenbox or both, they're good prices if you enjoy their content. You know, like I said, Screenbox is five bucks a month. Shutter is uh, for me. Shutter is close to seven dollars a month. But I agree. What do you pay a year for Shutter? Like thirty five bucks? Um, I th- yeah. No, I, with taxes, it's like around forty two, forty three. I think I pay. But I think w- when I got Screenbox, I might have done it too soon. Um, the first year I had it was their first year of launch, and, uh. and the streaming app was clunky. It was hard to find anything. And then when I would play stuff and I got a nice television, but it would put it in a little box in the middle of the screen. No, that's that I couldn't not see. So, so I was, maybe I should go back and subscribe again. Cause maybe they've got their, maybe they've changed and they fixed it and it's, it's easier to navigate. And 
Yeah, it's a whole different screen box. They should have just called it a different service, to be honest, because now they're, they're not even owned by the same people back when you originally subscribed. They're now owned by the company that owns Bloody Disgusting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will have to resubscribe because Bloody Disgusting, they have some movies that they've done. So yeah, yeah. I may have to I may have to go back and check it out because now having new owners, maybe it runs better. Yeah, I think it's Citadem that owns them. Okay. I'll I have think. to check it out. Yeah, um, and also, and Jesus, I think it'll work for you because it worked for me. But now, uh, the last I checked, Screenbox has a 30-day free trial, I think, right now. Okay. So you could potentially get maybe a, a free month out of it. I'll give you some recommendations on there. Because, I, like I said, I uh, go throughout Screenbox and see what's on there just to find something stupid to watch. And half the time, I like it, so... I'll give you some recommendations if you decide to give it another shot. Not before you watch Psycho Goreman, though. Right. It, is Psycho Goreman still on Shutter? Yeah, it's a Shutter. It's a Shutter like original okay. or something. So okay. it should stay on there for quite a while. Um. Right. Anyway, back to Intruder. I I, I did want to talk uh, about the horror streaming services for a little bit, so I'm actually glad we talked about that. So it's cool. But uh, back to Intruder. Um. Goddamn. The kill scenes, the cheesiness of the film. Talk to me about, since you watched it for the first time, you said earlier today. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. ahead and tell me from start to finish what your thoughts on the whole movie. Um, I was put off at first with the slowness. I'm like, do something. You know, when he was doing the whole, she's going out and getting the carts. I'm like, okay, someone's staring at her. And then I saw it look like, you know, a, a, a cheap Fonzie with his leather jacket. And I was like, what's going on here? And then what got me at first was reading the synopsis saying, oh, it's about a serial killer stalking people who worked at a grocery store. Uh-oh. Sleepyhead producer. Oh, Sleepyhead producer. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. God I'm here. damn. Paul, I am so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I apologize, Paul. We got to take oh. care of some business. Go ahead. <laughs> um, um, oh, dude. <laughs> dude. Ah. Oh. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fucking fell asleep. Go ahead. So Explain sorry. yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that was Mike talking for a second there. <laughs> Mike, tell um, us what okay. I think um, you didn't um, have time to shave either. Um, no, I didn't. I'm 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 sorry. I, I just I okay. So I'll forgive you if you buy me a movie. Um, real, real, real shit. So, I, uh, okay. So, okay. So what happened? All right. So we, okay. So we, all right. Good. Good. Um, Aaron's still, okay. I guess he's still in here. All right. Cause I'm not touching the comments. So I guess he is. Um, okay. All right. So what happens is, uh, Jerilyn says she's. Jerilyn, I, 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 I appreciate it. I'm, I'm trying to be more scruffy. That's good. So what? You look less is, like you look. You look less like a virgin tonight. Um, well, I'm, I'm not. So I guess that fits. Um, so what, what happened was, I, um, all right. So now you know how I told you that the Fire Stick has on the TV app has the 24/7 channels. So at about eight. 55 tonight i set up cripple 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 and i'm great <laughs> that's how funny. do you like it? okay 
That's <laughs> great. So about 8.55 tonight, I set up the studio for this. And then I, um, I'm like, all right. I put on the 24-7 app of the Halloween channel. And, of course, Halloween 6 is just starting. So I'm like, all right. I'm going to lay down on the couch. I'm going to watch till about 9.15, 9.20. I'm going to watch Halloween 6. And then I'm going to get up. I'm going to pull some stuff for Intruder and for uh, Hobo with a Shotgun so we have some clips in studio, and then you know, we'll start the show at 10.35. That'll be great. Fucking, the next thing I know, I'm watching, and Paul's in the fucking um, bus station, walking through, finding the trail of blood, walking downstairs, finding baby Steven in the fucking bus station. The uh. next thing I know... I opened my eyes. And we're not talking about Paul Rasso either. <laughs> no, we're talking about Rudd. Even though okay. Rasso is Rasso is second in command for that one. So You walk around in blood like that, Paul? <laughs> the the so the next thing I know, I fucking open my eyes and fucking I'm in I'm in the midst of Halloween resurrection on my TV and fucking calls coming through oh, wow. when I'm like <laughs> I'm glad that that fucking clip surfaced tonight. That's good. And and I'm like, oh fuck. And I look and I'm like, how the fuck did this happen again? Because this is the second time I think that I actually. Oh wow. Oh <laughs> this time. Wait, can I say real quick here with the way that the top right little tiny rabbit red logo is it kind of looks like it's a poster right on my fucking closet wall <laughs> oh wow I thought I put the fucking I thought I put the image in the studio I'll have to fix that at some point it's oh okay. my god um, anyway whew. did you fall asleep in your mama's bed when you dumped the bedpan no I, I did not I did however when 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 Aaron woke me up, which was good that he did, I just wish, I don't know how the hell it took me this long to wake up. I must have, well, because you know what happened? Friday night, I got no sleep at all because we had, we had, we had an incident Friday night. Fuck you! <laughs> Yo. <laughs> He's using Randy against me. Um, It's so weird because, like, is this the first time in Rabbit and Red history that you're not the one in charge of the soundboard, so to speak? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm in charge of it now, but he's in here too, so. Oh, but he's, okay, but that's what I mean, it, it being used against you. We should be doing one day. Oh that's my god. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're... Oh, it's great shit. Alright, so, I, that, um... yeah. Well, it's okay, I forgive you, I think Paul yeah, forgave I, you. I, I apologize. Um, Poe needs. I apologize. Poe needs to go lay down with his wife and make sweet love before he gets too drunk. Hey, hold, uh, hold up, uh, uh, Paul and Cody. Um, I think we're gonna have to do something to Mike for this whole infraction. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to do so. You fucking moron! Fucking wake up out of your fucking recliner, you fucking piece of shit! 
Actually, I was laying on the couch. But either I don't way. fucking care. Watch your fucking stupid Halloween. We're going to fuck you up. I had Halloween on. I had my Camp Crystal Lake blanket covering me. And I was all <laughs> I, I bet, uh, Paul, I apologize for everything that's happening tonight. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck did I sign up for? You're never going to get Paul back on another episode. And you got, and you got, I, I, I doubt that he's, because he's, he's just as crazy. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, Mike, we got your explanation. So me and Paul are going to go ahead and finish out the episode, okay? Yeah, you do that, and I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll... Cripple, 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 cripple. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got the explanation we wanted. Sleepyhead producer Mike is with us now, and uh, I think we'll all forgive him. I'll, like I said, I'll forgive him after he buys me another movie on Voodoo. Of my choice, of course. Anyway, Paul, as you were saying, your thoughts on Intruder. Hopefully this conversation doesn't get intruded on anymore. Um, well, like I was saying, it just it was moving so slow at first. I'm like, is this really a horror movie? I mean, what's you know, it was so. How I don't know how you could put an entire horror movie and have it be in just a grocery store. I mean, grocery stores in the '80s weren't that big, so I was like, that's I didn't know how it was going to work, but it worked, and for me. It was different. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. All the kill scenes were great, but the beginning, I just, I was like, it's like trying to start a weed eater. It's like, is this ever going to go? Is this ever going to go? You know, and, and all the, all the stalking, you know, point of view shots just drove me nuts. It's like, okay, okay, we get it. You're watching them, you know, heavy breathing, just move along. So, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It just had, it, it, it was full of flaw for me personally it had some flaws uh, I agree with you it's almost like a one trick pony movie yeah and, and and the only thing that saves it is the the, the names that are in it and the the special effects that still hold up to, to this day yeah well like the, my I don't know about you but my favorite kill was when he took that guy to the in the in the butcher area and laid him on that table where they cut the meat and then he just cut his face. Just, I was like, "Oh my god, that looks so good." I, I'm a big fan of head crushing scenes, so to me, it was either the head crushing scene or that one as well. Um, so, the, so then you must have liked the scene. Well, you said head crushing. I thought that one scene was ridiculous, where he was beating that guy with his with the head that he cut off. He was yeah. like he's laying there on the ground. He's beating him. I'm like, what is he beating him with? And then he put the head down. I'm like, really? He just yeah. knocked you the fuck out with somebody's head. Yeah, yeah. No, um, earlier in the film, when uh, I can't remember whose character it was, but he got his half of his head smashed in like that. I thought that was pretty good as well. It, they probably could have cut it a little quicker to make because you could easily easily see that it's a, it was a latex, you know, fake head. But it's okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Probably the best death scene really was the the saw face to the, the face and all that. Um, <clears throat> I think. You know, I, I I do like this movie, but again, I'm a lot more forgiving on anything be low budget and, and either older or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm very forgiving when it comes to stuff like that. For me, I just need decent cinematography, you know, decent, uh, somewhat decent, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not budget, but uh, 
shit, it'll come to me in a second. I think you know what I'm talking about. Not cinematography, but uh, production value. Yeah. Uh, you know, anything that makes it look, you know, I, I just don't want it to look like it was filmed by a student, you know, in high school right. with this camcorder. As long as it doesn't look like that, I'm okay yeah. with it. I don't know how the R-rated version looked because I got lucky and my first viewing was this. Uh, it looked pretty good. It didn't. It looked clear for an old movie. It, they looked like uh, it looked remastered to me, and I don't think they put money oh. into it. So it, I don't know if the R-rated version looked dirtier and grainier, but this cut was nice and clean. It looked good. <laughs> no, excuse me. Um, no, you're right because I, I rewatched it too just the other day to refresh my memory, and it, I watched it on Shutter. They currently have. The transfer, I think, from the latest Synapse uh, release. I think that's the okay. company that released it. I think that's the transfer they have. And, yeah, it is. It's a beautiful-looking transfer. I mean, you can tell it's from the 80s, but, yeah, it's, it's cleaned up good enough. Um, I don't know. I, when I watched it on Shutter back in 2016, I think it was, it was darker-looking, it looked a little bit rougher, and it was the R-rated cut. My very first viewing, like I said, was on Full Moon Streaming, and that was the uncensored version, but it was a non-cleaned up version. Okay. And it was four by three stretched to a 16 by nine screen. So oh, I hate it, looked, when they do that. it looked fucking god awful. And I actually, the very first time I watched it, I can't believe I even stuck with it. Like, you know, just based off of the, how the picture looked. Um, but, you know, it was quirky enough for me. I liked the quirkiness of it. And so I stuck with it. And then once the kill scenes happen, it's like, holy shit, this movie has some balls. Somebody needs to pass a law that if your movie's in four by three, don't stretch it. Just leave it alone. We, I can survive the black bars on the side. When you stretch it, you're cutting stuff off. It looks bad. I just, I don't like when they stretch these movies. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the best example in my head would be the original Evil Dead. You know, that movie's better to be seen in four by three because that's how they shot it. Right. And then when then when you uh oh what full wait, full moon transfers VHS to Blu-ray? Really? I didn't even know that. Huh. But um yeah, man, like uh, it's uh you know, I've seen widescreen cuts of uh the evil dead, and yeah, you can see things that are cut out at the top and bottom. Like, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I remember back in the early 2000s when Freddy versus Jason went to DVD, they had both the widescreen and the full screen version. You remember that time period where DVDs had both the widescreen and the full screen version of yeah. movies? They'd be two sided discs. One yeah. Side, side A would be widescreen, side B would be full screen. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I have a bunch yeah. of movies from back then when they did that. Yeah. So back then, I actually really liked the full screen version of Freddy versus Jason because, it, and it, I know it wasn't shot like that, but it just had more. You could see more at the top and bottom. Like I don't, I don't know, man. It just, I like. Uh, I, I don't mind four by three for movies. No, I don't either. Um, I like four by three for my pornos too. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, um, <laughs> Paul doesn't watch porno. He's a married man. Are you a married man, Paul? I'm a married man, and I am a also on the side. I do know Rosie Palm and her five sisters. So just because you're married, let, don't let this be, you know, this, it's a myth. It's, this is a true statement. When you're married, you spend more time alone than you do with your spouse. And if you are having a lot of sex with your spouse, then you're in pose boat where you're always liquored up. So, you know, it's, it, it, I'll be, I'd be lucky if I see my wife naked once a month. 
I hope your wife doesn't see this episode. She, she has walk- duty in the morning. She's asleep. She, oh, has, wow. she, has, <laughs> she has jury duty? Yeah, in the morning. So she's in bed, so I can say what I want. <laughs> it won't matter. She sees this later on, right? She doesn't watch any of your stuff, does she? No, she don't. She says she lives with me, and that's enough. She don't need to watch me on YouTube or on TV. She says, I get plenty of you. I don't need to see that other crap you're in. So She just doesn't get plenty of you in the way that you'd like for her to get, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's the breadwinner of your house? You or her? Uh, she is. Oh. She is the breadwinner. And well, you know what? My male ego is okay with that. Okay. That's that's good to know. <laughs> Uh, you, I mean, you won't divorce her because you're afraid she's going to take your rare imported DVD copy of Grindhouse, huh? She'll take that and my PlayStation 5. I had, It was a pain in the ass to get that PlayStation 5. You better believe she would take that thing in a heartbeat. So, no, she can't go anywhere. What did you have to put in your mouth and in your ass to get a PlayStation 5? Well, maybe it was her mouth and her ass I had to do stuff. No, <laughs> I just... <laughs> For her to give you the allowance to get the PS5, right? I'm one of those kind of guys that I know I got the right sweet spot to where I act like an immature baby. And then she's like, okay, just get it. Just, just buy it. Just, just get it. Like when, when, uh, Mike put up the thing on the, on the website about $6 million man. And then I looked at the price. I'm like, Oh my God. So I told her about it and I'm like, but, but, but it has all the movies and it it has the bionic woman stuff in there. You got to let me get it. It's like once in a lifetime here. Okay, fine. Get it. So I know how to push the buttons. (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> paul my friend you have the type of married life that we all strive to have one day in our futures that is yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to believe i got all that going on and i'm happy you'd think i'd be miserable but i'm a happy man i i i've learned so much about you in the last five minutes than i have <laughs> with the last hour and a half of this episode so that <laughs> i appreciate that my god Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and man, uh, Intruder is a uh, it, it's it was a risky film, and it could have been a lot worse. I think that is is what you can say about Intruders. It could have been a lot worse than what it was. See, when you were talking earlier about being forgiving, when I look at a big blockbuster Hollywood movie where they spent oh we're we're spending one hundred and thirty five million dollars. I will rip it to shreds and judge it to the end of time. Because if you got that kind of money, it shouldn't be shitty. It should be good. End of story, in my opinion. Yeah. But when these when these guys, like this was 89. So this was one of his, I don't know if it was his earlier film, his first film, or just one of his earlier ones. But I'm more forgiving to people who try something. As long as you try every, I mean, it was, nobody ever did a, in the grocery store, you know, and you know, it was he tried, and like you said, everybody knew it wasn't the boy ex boyfriend. They knew it was somebody else, but at least he tried. He he put it he put it on the line, tried to do what he wanted to do. In some aspects, it worked. Sometimes, in some parts, it didn't. So you gotta be forgiving with somebody when they do something like that, as right. opposed to spending you know a hundred billion dollars and you know it sucked. And, and you know, compared to the ending of Intruder, the the ending of Hobo the Shotgun's a fucking sweetheart ending, right? <laughs> That and the ending of Intruder, literally, I wanted to throw my shoe at the TV. I'm like, how are you going to do this to me? I just watched these people go through hell. Now they're going to go to prison for the rest of their life. I was like, no, that that was just wrong. And, and you know, earlier I mentioned about the trailer. 
the reason I brought up the trailer for Intruder is because I don't know if there's multiple trailers, but the trailer that I've seen flat out gives away who the killer is in the fucking movie. Well, when I looked it up today online and looked at the IMBD picture for the movie, it shows the killer in two scenes. One where he's got the distorted face, like when he was looking through the bottle. And then the other picture is of him with his blue shirt and his jeans. So I was sitting there going, well, they spoiled the movie. So it's like, if you see the movie poster, and then one day you're like, you know what, I think I'll watch that movie. You're going to already know. Well, that's the dude. Yeah, they 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 shouldn't have done that. Right. They shouldn't have done that, and they shouldn't have put the trailer together the way they did. Because in the trailer, there is the scene where he's stalking her slowly with the hamburger in the one hand and the head, and he's talking about that story that he was telling in the beginning of the movie. That's in the trailer. Oh, wow. That's dumb move. Yeah. So if you put that in the trailer, if you see that in the trailer, it's like, okay, obviously he's the fucking killer. So... Yeah, I there's they's definitely stumbled on a the, the marketing for this movie for sure. Very much so. But so yeah, for me, I'll give the movie shit. I'll for me, I will say uh four out of five for me. And like I said, I'm forgiving because I only take a point away for the way the pacing is in the beginning. Uh and I like cheese with my nineteen eighties horror movies. I did like the characters for the most part, if only just to laugh at them. Um, but yeah, that ending sucked. Uh, the marketing for it sucked. And uh, yeah, the, 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 the pacing kind of was trash. So I'll, I'll give it a four out of five because I still like it a lot. So what, what do you say? I'd give it a four because of the, I mean, the kills were great. You know, and and some of the small, some of the small things like that eyeball just kept showing up. First it was in the, in the in the jar of uh uh Grapes. oh man yeah floating around in there he almost grabbed it and then i think she stepped on the eyeball yeah she was in the meat and she looked down and was like Ugh. so i mean it was I, I i liked how that eyeball just kept popping up it's like okay running gags not so bad but the guy played crazy good i mean he was he he would you know he was whacked out he did a good job of playing a crazy guy yeah I mean, he was yeah. crazy about that store. And, you know, the motive, I actually, you can actually kind of feel for him in a way. Like, because he's got that kind of janitor look. I mean, he wasn't the janitor, but, you know, you believed him when he talked about how emotionally attached he was to that grocery store. And, goddamn, you almost understand his motive to a certain extent. Kind of reminded me when watching it of, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Office Space, but it kind of made me think of, you know, that's what that dude was going to do over his stapler. It was just, you could see the guy, you know, like this, this store is like, if the guy was married and had eight kids, he would have freaking killed all his family just for that grocery store. So, I mean, he really, it came across that that was the love of his life. Yeah. And he, you're right. He did a fantastic, he was the best actor in the whole movie. Well, he was the hillbilly redneck in uh, Evil Dead 2. He, oh, was tow, yes. he was the tow truck guy. He was that the driver, you know, with he's that southern that gets, accent. Yeah, he's the one that gets dragged into the uh, cellar, or uh, yeah, down there with, by Henrietta, right? Yeah, yeah, he was the one hollering Bobby Joe or whatever the lady's name was. Yeah, that was him. Holy fuck! I did not know that because he looks so different. Yeah, that was him. He's he was in that. I do. He was in another Sam Ray, uh Sam Raimi movie. I think he was in. I think he was also in. Dark man in a small role. 
And then he did another movie. I'd have to look it up and get back to you on it. It's a good movie where he played a wacko cult leader on an island. I can't remember the name of the movie, but uh, he's dead now. He passed away a couple years ago. But yeah, he was the guy from I. My favorite thing he ever did was that uh, that the the truck guy from uh, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, that was him. Wow, that that was I never knew that. So you taught me something today. God damn. Well. Paul, while we have just a couple of minutes left, I did want to ask. You said you got a PS5, and we've talked a lot about Evil Dead tonight. Did you? Are you going to get the Evil Dead game? Uh, you know, I I'm on the fence. It looks good, but like I got the Friday the Thirteenth game, but it just died off. People don't want to play it, and I'm right. afraid that Resident. As much as I like Evil Dead, and there's a lot of Evil Dead fans out there, I don't think their fandom is going to make them indulge into this game constantly i think after a couple months it's gonna die off so i don't know it looks really good but i'm on the fence i don't know if i want to spend you know 40 dollars on something or 50 on something that i won't get to play a lot of because it's online only so if the servers are down or your internet's out you can't play it so not even the the single player stuff so i i don't know i'm on well, the fence I'm actually, I actually heard different. I heard that there are single player missions and that you can play the online component, but with AI bots. Right. Yeah. You so can't do I, that. I don't know if you maybe, I don't think you need an internet connection to do that, but I don't well, know. No, I th you still have to go through their server check first. So if you don't have the internet, uh, you can't play it at all. It's one of those games. Oh, that, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah I, I agree with you. I'm also on the fence about it for different reasons. I, I never could get into the type of gameplay that those games have. I, I They're called like asymmetrical or something like that. Um, yeah, like Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th, the game. I, I tried both of those games. I couldn't get into it, you know? The, uh, the, the Friday the 13th one for me was too – it didn't look good. It looked like I was – I don't know how to explain it. It, it didn't – it looked like – it didn't look like it belonged in this generation of video games – it looked older, but it still looked clean. I don't know how to explain it, but I didn't it, like the way it felt. It didn't, it was, you know, I it, just. It looked, it looked like a remastered PS2 game, didn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, And that sucks because I think what died off for that was the fact that the whole court stuff and the legal battles of Friday the 13th. Well, and then, yeah. then they claimed, and then again, I don't know if they're telling the truth or not, but yeah, they claimed that the, the game producers claimed that, that that's what stopped them from producing content but yeah i don't know if that's that's the case now that i think about it they might have just been losing too much money on it and they just wanted to use that as an excuse to stop producing content yeah i, I don't trust game developers you know they say something and i'm just like i'll just wait and see i don't trust them so i don't pay attention well, they they lie to us all the time yeah and, and the only game developer i'm okay lying to us for fun is ed boone the, the director of mortal Kombat, the creator of mortal Kombat, because he's been doing that since the 90s yes he does that just to fuck with the fan base and you know try to steer you the wrong way and that and it when we love it the fan right. base Mortal Kombat loves it. Do you ever play Mortal Kombat? I have. I played it in the day, and then there was a gap where I stopped playing it. And then I bought, I bought well, 10. And then I bought 11. And I bought 11. I got lucky. I'm a cheapskate, too, sometimes. I didn't buy 11 until they had everything and put it on sale. So I got to pick up everything with all the DLC for 10 bucks. So Welcome. I play it, and I love it. My only problem I have with the new one is the type of game it is. I don't think the game should have had a, a Rambo character in it. 
I think the Rambo, the Rambo character feels out of place to me. They, I mean, have, I mean doing the alien and Leatherface and stuff seemed out, seemed not, but the, the Rambo one just make, make me personally makes me scratch my head. Like, I don't know how this fits in, but. Well, you know, the original rumor was that Ash was going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. See, that's what I was hoping for. Ash or Shaggy and Scooby. I, I heard that rumor too. But I would have loved to have had Ash in the game. I don't know why. Licensing probably, but I wish. I'm I'm willing to bet that it was because that Saber Entertainment or whatever they're called was in the middle of producing the Evil Dead game. And I think that crisscrossed with something. And I think that's why they, you know, because I think it was a thing at one, at one point that they almost got him in it. I, I bet you they even was making character models for him, but then something happened and they just couldn't do it. I bet you Ash will show up in a future Mortal Kombat game. I, I hope so. I, he would fit right in. It would be awesome to hear all them one-liners and to see his fatalities and stuff. I just, that would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And then of course, um, after he's done doing a move, he'd have to, after his fatality, he'd have to say, you know, hail to the king, baby. Yeah, or good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun, or something yeah. like that, or groovy. You know, yeah, you're right. That'd be a great yeah. ending to his fatality animation. Um, do you play online or you just play offline? I usually, I'm a big, I'm a, like I said, you know, I'm 50 years old, but I'm a big nerd. I have classic systems, newer systems, you know, the Series X, PS5, I, I have a Genesis. I love gaming, 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 music, and movies, man. If they all disappeared one day, I would just dig a hole and get in there. Hey, real so, quick, real quick. Have a good night, Morgan. I'm glad, you know, hope you don't think I was seriously attacking you earlier. I'm glad you stuck around for a while, buddy. Mate, we'll see you on a future episode. Um, and rock out with your cock out, I guess, right? Especially if you're married. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Um, I tend, I'm good at like racing games. I'm good at sports games, but like first person shooters, if I go online, it, it it hurts my ego when all these 10-year-olds whip my ass. Yeah. And, and they whip my ass with a quickness. I got bad eyes. I got arthritis. And sometimes, I hate to use <laughs> an excuse, but sometimes I can't get with it. And these 10-year-olds, they whip my ass. And then they, you know, use dispurging comments to me and call me all sorts of names. So I tend to play only single player. Um, like if I go online and play Gran Turismo, everybody, all they want to do is ram me off the road. They don't want to play fair. So I tend to stick to single player. But I will go online sometimes and play with people I know. So if they do fuck around, it doesn't hurt me so much because I know they're my friends and they're just being goofy. But I don't really like playing with the public in general because most of them are assholes. So. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the exact opposite. I love going online and playing with randos. And I, I love it because of the hostility. I um, Growing up, going to middle school, high school, and being disabled, I – was picked on a lot and bullied and all that. So I kind of grew thick skin early on in my life. Um, you know, for an example, my PlayStation network name is crippled Cody. So you can see right off the bat, I'm crippled. Um, and that's usually the first thing people will go after if they don't like the way I'm playing online. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I let them talk shit. I let them send me messages, uh, in my bio on PlayStation. I have my, uh, a link to my GoFundMe, so if they ever want to go to my <laughs> my bio and they'll see my GoFundMe, which is, by the way, if you you're all are still watching, it's GoFundMe.com/slash help Cody out. If anybody wants to share that up for me, 
shameless plug. But um, yeah, I have that in. And believe it or not, I've had randos donate to me on fucking from playing with them on Mortal Kombat. Yes, thank you, Mike, for putting that up there. GoFundMe.com slash help Cody out. The F will be put in automatically if you put in that uh, that URL without that F in there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I agree with you. It's a it's a very toxic environment online, especially for a competitive game like Mortal Kombat. Because you're right, there's kids on there. There, there's um, and there's all kinds of different minorities on there, which is great. But the the bad part is, is then they attack each other. You know, right. Uh, right now the the biggest thing is is you know a lot of people in the gay community get on Mortal Kombat online, and when they get on the microphone, they stick out like a sore thumb. Like you can tell that that person's transgender. You can tell that that person's gay. And as soon as someone gets pissed off with them, they they're coming in there and they're using words like faggot and everything else that you don't want to be called just by playing video games online. So right. when I'm playing video games online. I get, I feel more bad for other people who have to endure, you know, hostility and, and punishing words. I can handle it. I don't care what some rando says to me on the microphone, but hearing some of these, you know, these other people who I know aren't as emotionally strong as I am, knowing that they have to go through that just to play a video game online, that sucks. And, and that's what kind of makes me wonder sometimes if there should be some sort of, I don't know if I want to say there should be some sort of monitoring system because that also would kind of destroy the fun of it. But see, I don't know. I don't know what, what the answer would be to all that. You can already record an audio clip of someone online and send it to Sony and report them on it. But I don't know what that does and how long it takes. You know what I mean? And I ain't trying to make a joke here, but that's all might be all the difference from someone deciding to slit their own wrist over something, some sort of bullying online. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I'm kind of torn in between of all of that, you know, like freedom of speech, but I get it. Kids are playing online. And if you're calling kids derogatory names and they're calling you derogatory, where does it end? Where's the line? Where should the line be? You know? Right. Right. I'm like you, I have thick skin. The reason I don't play with other people is because they, 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 like I said, you get on there in Gran Turismo and the race starts. And as soon as the race starts, people are banging into you. Look, get out of the way, get out of the way. And it's more of an agitation. I don't want to break my controller out of frustration. So it's more to spare me the costs than my hurt. I don't care if people hurt my feelings. I, you know, I, you can, you get enough of that with your wife. Yes. If my, I can handle my wife's abuse, I can handle some stranger on the other end. But when I get mad and break my controller, then I got to explain it to the wife. And then now it starts causing me problems. So I tend, that's why I say I tend to stay away from the random people because I get, I have a short fuse and they really know how to, you know, light that fire. So, yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Um, the one last thing I wanted to tell you was on Mortal Kombat Online. So, you know, on Mortal Kombat 11, their mercies are back in the game. Oh, they are? Yeah, you didn't know that? You can mercy no. your opponent. Yeah. Uh, and that, that started in Mortal Kombat 2. You could, uh, all the way back on the Genesis, you could mercy them uh, instead of doing a fatality. What that does is give your opponent 10%. Of health back you know what a mercy is or never heard of it um i i hadn't heard of it i i've heard of it but i didn't know what the it entailed i've heard people mention it before but i yeah. never knew the details of how it worked yeah so basically when you win a match and the announcer says finish him instead of inputting a fatality or just knock and slapping them and end the match you can input 
uh, a, a combo that would be a fatality, but it's a mercy and it just gives them mercy. And, and it, it basically gives them 10% health back. The reason why that has become toxic is because now on the online Mortal Kombat online community, whenever you win a match, you are expected to do a mercy. And if you don't, which I don't, because I don't believe in mercy. If I win the fucking match, I win the fucking match. You know what I mean? So right. if, 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 if something so, is so simple as not mercy in your opponent, that's it. That's all it takes for them to get on the microphone and you know, fucking you up words or sending you nasty messages or something. Just, just because you won't mercy them. Jeez. And and if you do fatalities, also if you do a fatality on someone, they're like, "Man, I've seen this a million times. Why are you gonna do that?" Like, dude, shut the fuck up. If I win the match, I I earn the fatality if I want to. That see, and that that's part of the re like I play. I I buy all the. I'm a sucker. I buy every time I, they come out. I buy the WWE games. Mm. And when you go online, it was always. The same that your opponent would do the same unblockable move over and over and over and over, and you're like, okay, I might as well just put the controller down and watch you beat me up because you just doing the same thing over and over, just like back in the old days. So Street Fighter, sweep kick, sweep kick, sweep kick, sweep kick. I said, I can't stay, I can't, I can't do anything against this sweep kick. So that that's I, I don't like cheap moves. I don't mind getting my ass handed to me, but don't be cheap about it. Right, I agree with that. Do you so you mentioned wrestling games and by the way, you said you buy every WWE game. Are you sure you're not a still a WWE fan? Uh no, I I kind of am like, you know, here. Ah! Like an hour and 50 see. minutes later and it comes the truth comes out. 2K14. Oh god. 2K13. Oh man. 2K12. 2K12. Yeah. 11. 2008. I got. Uh, I'm beginning to see why your wife doesn't like you. <laughs> I got two. Of, I got two of them on the PS. I think I have every wrestling game they ever made for the WWE. I don't watch it, but I still get their games, and that 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 does drive her. That the why you keep buying it? And then the games have been sucking lately here. She's like like 2K19, 2K20. Say why you keep buying this shit? I said because I'm a sucker. She goes, you're a dumb sucker. I said, well, I married you, so there you go. Case when you're closed. when you've been married for 25 years, you can get away with saying things that a younger couple might throw down or have a divorce. Yeah, so that, that's you know when you that's that's why my marriage. That's why I'm so happy. I can say things. Yeah, I can tell yeah. my wife these things, and she just you know gets mad at me, tells me she's going to stab me or poison my food, and it's like you know it's a great marriage. We don't. It's just I love you know. Sounds like a great marriage to me. <laughs> Um, have you seen how atrocious that new AEW game looks? Yeah, I didn't like Kenny Omega looked like he had taken, you know, triple steroids. His chest was all weird looking. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm a sucker for wrestling, so I know I'm going to buy it. So if uh. I sit here and tell you, I don't know, I'm just lying to you. I'm probably most likely going to buy it, but I it mean, does, talk I don't Talk about a fucking look PS2 remaster looking piece of shit. Like that game looks atrocious. It, 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 it the, the gameplay and everything that I've seen, it just looks like they put a little bit of sparkle on the old, you know, they're trying to, what they're trying to do is capture the no mercy because no mm. mercy was a great game on the 64. But if you, you know, looking at it with the shorter entrances and that it, it had its, it was the gameplay was awesome, but the graphics, didn't look too yeah. good. Some of the wrestlers. It was blocky. Looked, it was very yeah. blocky. 
Yeah, they're trying to make remake No Mercy. So instead of having blocky characters, they're over the top extravagant. The only two characters that I've seen that look pretty good, the Jungle Boy one actually looked good, and the Darby one looked good. But the rest of them I've seen are kind of, uh, but I'll still get it. Yeah, I mean you'll definitely get it. You got the TNA game? Yeah, it's around here somewhere. I'm embarrassed. You ain't about gotta that show it too. to me, motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta show it to me. I'll believe you. God damn it. Lucha Libre. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, you said that you, you mentioned No Mercy. I wanted to bring up real quick because you said earlier about cheap moves. Do you remember that on No Mercy, you could pin your opponent and all they would have to do is flick the joystick and they would kick out every single time? Yep. That was so fucking cheap. I had to make a rule with my friends that would come over and play with me not to not to touch the joystick on the controller. If you do that, I'm kicking you out the house. That's what I would have said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. that was Yeah. But um, I just I love video games. So anytime you want to do a show on that, I'm your guy. Maybe you know what? Maybe we can even do like a special where we talk about retro video games. I love video games. I I don't have I don't associate with a lot of people my age because they're like some of them oh football 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 I like football I play Madden but it's like you know I'm I'm just I'm the nerd guy I'm the guy that never grew up I you know yeah I can't, you know and and I like it that way I'm happy I'm healthy I don't let everything try to some stuff going you know what's going on in the world can stay out there when I'm in my house I'm enjoying myself I'm watching my movies listening to my music. And I'm playing video games. And I play all kinds. You know, Even though I'm not good at first-person shooters, I'll still play them single-player because there's a story in there. But I do, you know, I, I really enjoy video games. They're an escape because the world sucks now and video games is the place to be. Yeah. For me. Did, did you, you mentioned you like football games. Did you like uh, NFL Blitz? I loved NFL Blitz. I Which loved NFL Blitz. Um, I think I have the one... I don't know which one I have. I, bought, I, had, I had the 64 one. I think I had one. I think I think I had the PS, PS1 version. But I had on the 64. I don't know if the 64 had an NBA Jam. I had that. I had NBA no. Jam. No. Super Nintendo, I think I had my, my NBA Jam. On. Yeah. That's the, the one where you could unlock Bill Clinton and all that one. That, yeah. That's the one that, yeah. Well, I think I'll uh, go shoot some b-ball today. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I, yeah, and you're right. We're going to have to make a whole new, whole another episode just on this topic. But I, uh, just a couple of months ago, I bought an emulation station. If you know what one of those are, it's basically like one of these little mini PCs that people make, and then they put their own customized shell around it. And it just houses thousands of retro video games on it. Is that that Raspberry Pi? Basically. Yeah. This okay. one's a different program, but yes, it's basically, you know what I'm talking about. Essentially. Yeah. 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 I have one that looks like a miniature NES and it's got four USB ports on it. So, you know, you can plug up four controllers and then I bought these third party controllers. They were expensive, but they were worth it. They're uh, from a company called eight bit do. And uh, it's in the shape of the dog bone controller from the SNES, the super Nintendo controller, but it's got twin joysticks on it. And it also has uh, all four shoulder buttons. So it has all of the modern day buttons on it, 
but it's a Super Nintendo uh, Nintendo style controller. But it it works perfect with the. I bought two of them, so I can invite my friends over and it's like, yeah, I ain't got Call of Duty or anything, but I got old school fucking Mario Three and Tecmo Bowl and uh, Altered Beast and all that stuff from the good old days. Does that controllers you bought? Do they have the USB? So you can plug them into a PC and map them. Could you use it on a PC or is it specifically for this thing that you bought? No, no, you can plug it right into a USB and I, uh, for, to a PC, I mean, and I chose to go wired because they also have, um, wireless control. I do not like wireless, my friend. I like for my PS4, I keep my PS4 controller plugged into my PlayStation with the cable. And I know it's super short, but I don't care. I keep it plugged in at all times. Yeah, my, my PS3 is sitting right there, and I keep it plugged in, um, but I'm sitting right next to it. Now, upstairs, I have my PS5. I use my wireless, but for the longest time, it kept messing up on me. I'm like, it's not it, – I would start moving, and then I'd let go of the stick, and I'd keep moving. I couldn't figure out what's wrong with it. For Christmas, my wife bought me one of those replica three uh, Xbox Series X refrigerators, and it was blocking the signal. I have never seen anything like that before. Usually, you know, I used to sit, lay this way or lay that way in my controller work. It would not send a signal through that little refrigerator. Then I move everything. And then I found out my hard drive was causing. So I had to move the hard drive like way over here. I'm like, man, I can't believe these new Fandango controllers have that much of a difficult time communicating. Yeah. My PlayStation 3, I could go in a different room and you're moving. Oh, you know, it's like... Yeah. yeah, you know, but now you got to have a clear path and everything. Well, yeah, with PlayStation 3, you could play a, a video game in Ukraine all, that was in Russia or something, yeah. right? Yeah, all that, that thing had, re- yeah. All that war wouldn't even interfere with that signal. Nope. <laughs> nope. You could blow up any school you wanted and that thing would still go through. Right. Um, Paul, what the fuck do you put in your Xbox refrigerator? I keep sodas because I have to keep my diabetes going. So I keep, I keep nothing but sodas in there. You know, my cherry, my cherry, Dr. Pepper and my, and my, uh, Mountain Dews and my RCs. But every once in a while, I will put a Pepsi zero in there. So my wife feels better that I do have some sugar-free sodas in there. So, but that's what I keep. And sometimes ho-hos. I like, I like buying ho-hos and putting them in the refrigerator. So, yeah, I, I don't want, I've had this diabetes for a long time. If I start eating right, it'll go away. And now I have a friend gone. So I got to <laughs> diabetes. You're essentially married to it. Like you're married to your wife, right? Yep. All right. I do not think we could end on a higher note than that right there. So we're going to end it right there. But God damn it, Paul, thank you so motherfucking much for being a part of this episode tonight. I want you to come back in the future. I would love to come back. And, and, and you know, maybe here in a couple of weeks I'll get a hold of you. I do want to do a one-off special where we talk exclusively about old-school video games. We'll, you know, we'll talk about NES, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. Um, I had everything up until this uh, Nintendo 64, so we'll go up. Maybe we'll go up to that. Um but yeah, fucking great episode. I thought we had a lot of fun tonight, even regardless of our sleepyhead producer. And uh, yeah, so we're right, we're right smack dab at the two-hour mark. Thank you very much. Everybody, thank you for joining us, uh, those of you that are still with us or in the future on demand. And uh, uh, Mike, throw them up my GoFundMe link one more time if you're still awake. 
Um, I'd like everyone. I mean, shit, we're going to promote diabetes and uh, toxic marriages. We might as well promote my GoFundMe one more time. Yeah, that's GoFundMe.com slash help Cody out. I would really appreciate that. Uh, I'm not going to throw any money towards Paul's diabetes uh, problem or anything like that. But then again, he doesn't sound like he wants that. So, yeah. We don't know if uh, the diabetes is going to kill him first or his wife, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Paul, thank you so much for joining You're us welcome. once again. Uh, everybody, have a good night. We'll see you on the uh, video game special that will be coming at you soon. Thank you.
fucking Parker walking down nine miles, swinging a goddamn head by the hair in one hand and his sandwich in the other. You're playing hard to get. Red off. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.